Welcome to the Plotting Shed podcast. This is Rachel McCartane and I'm sitting here in my conservatory with the wind blowing like a hoolie outside. The sun is shining but it still feels pretty cold outside so I thought I'd sit in the conservatory because it makes me feel like I'm in the garden even though it's too cold to be out there. And I'm really looking forward to the spring this year. It's just about starting to happen. Everything is really starting to pop forth. Now, we live on the the south coast of England, so I think probably we're slightly ahead of the rest of the country because it's just a fraction warmer down here than it is up north, as they say. So my daffodils are all coming out, the lecissi are coming out, um, crocus have been out for a while, the snowdrops have been out for a while, the hellebores are all flowering their socks off, the daphne's been flowering like goodness knows what, the sarcococcus in flower, and some of my irises are in flower. We've had flower in February and even early January with some of them. And the Mahonia has been in flower as well, which is one of the elements that I always said to think is the best part of the garden, are the plants that flower in the winter. The whole purpose of this little podcast today was to really just chat about your garden and the spring and how you can make sure you get the best out of your garden this summer and what to start with and how to prioritise getting your garden back in shape for the spring so that you can sit there and enjoy the summer and not sit in the garden thinking, oh, I wish I'd done that in the spring. We always try and focus our advice on making gardening easier for everybody. I suppose I'll talk about what I've been doing in my garden because it's very similar to what everybody else would be having to do in their garden albeit that my garden is a little a little bigger than most I suppose my garden is about a fifth of an acre which sounds a lot but there is a house in there as well so I still have a fairly decent sized garden and we face southwest but we are surrounded by some pretty big tall trees so I have an awful lot of tree detritus in my garden throughout the winter time But right now, I'm sitting there thinking, what's going to be happening to the garden? And I'm so looking forward to it this year because I've done so much to try and lift and divide plants. And I've moved things in different places where they haven't worked last year. And I thought, right, well, I'll try something this year in a different different place. I've moved clematis. I've moved roses. I've moved grasses. I've lifted and divided plants and plonked them in. And we'll see how things go. So I'll put pictures on my Facebook page at Plant Plots. And I'll also put some pictures on my website, plantplots.com. So you can see how things are developing um, in the garden this year. But right now, this time of the year, everything's just starting to poke its head back up through the soil again. And it's much easier to spot the weeds. And I know it's not the most brilliant weather to be going out and doing the really boring job. But right now, if you can get out in your garden and start pulling out the little weed seedlings as they're popping their heads up, you can really help get on top of your garden and you can enjoy the summer. Because I've done it in the past where you sort of look at the seedlings and you think, oh, I'll do that. It's raining. I'll do that next week. And then the following week, all the other plants seem to be three foot bigger and you can't find them anymore. And then... They'd happily sit there hidden away in your garden and seed and or flower and seed and 
spread seed and we have the same problem next year. My most important tip right now is to just go out into the garden and pull out the little weed seedlings where you can find them because it really will save you a lot of time later on this year. The next thing I'm probably going to, to look at tackling or starting off is, is the lawn. Now I know it's only early March, but the grass is already growing, the edges are already growing, and I want to try and make sure that my garden does look nice throughout the course of the summer. So we need to start thinking about what you're going to do for it. Now, obviously, over the winter, you haven't had much traffic on the lawn and hopefully the grass has recovered from the kids playing and football in the grass and you sitting on the garden. Now, with lawns, I must admit, I am not the greatest advocate of having the most perfect bowling green standard, putting green standard lawn. Because A, that's an awful lot of work to keep them looking like that. And B, they're not actually that hard wearing when you make them like that. And C, actually lawns that contain nothing else other than grass that is neatly clipped are pretty much a desert for an awful lot of the insect life that we have in our garden. So I'm not an advocate of the perfectly most manicured lawn. And if you are, that's fine but I'm not prepared to invest that much time and energy on stripes in my grass. However, I do want my lawn to look good and be hard wearing and stay fairly green and look quite nice this year. So what am I going to do now to, to start that off? Well, the first thing is that if you find that your garden has puddled up over the winter a lot, you know when you look out and it's rained, and you look out into the back garden and even say 15, 20 minutes after the rain's finished, you've still got areas of wet puddle on the lawn. Then it's showing that your grass and, your, and the, the soil is really compacted and the water just can't drain away. Now, if it's so compact and the water can't drain away, the grass roots can't get into the soil, which means that the grass can't grow very well because it can't get any nutrients and it can't do anything, it's stunting it. So the best thing you can do right now is if you do have damp areas of the lawn is go out with your garden fork and push that into the ground and really spike some holes into the lawn so that you can aerate it so that water will drain away because that will help your grass grow when the sun comes out and it really wants to get going. Secondly, some people advocate having a lawn treatment and having a feed and killing moths and fertilizing the grass and that's fine um, i have one as well i use one of the well-known companies it's one of my little luxuries they come around four times a year and they put the right amount of fertilizer and the right amount of weed killer on the lawn to keep it looking nice now i know that that's not terribly organic and i accept that it's not terribly organic um, but the rest of my garden is I don't use any chemicals on any of the plants or anything else, but I do a little bit on the grass to just help it keeping looking nice. I'm not perfect. I'm not an organic gardener in total, but I'm trying to be fairly conscientious. It may be something I stop in time, but right now I haven't. So anyway, put a little fertilizer on the lawn. And then you can think about starting to mow it. Now, I always tend to do the edges in the winter because it always does keep the garden or the grass looking as though it's neater if the edges are neat 
The grass can be longer and still look neat at the edge, and that's fine. But when you do start mowing, think of it as a three-week process or a three-time mow process, that the first time you mow, you take off just a tiny bit at the top. Then the second time you mow, you take it off just a bit more. And the third time you mow, you take it down again. So after a month, you get your grass back to roughly the one and a half inches that you want it to be for the rest of the summer. But you don't take a dollop load off right at the very beginning, because that just stresses you because it's hard work and it also stresses the lawn. So think about when you just grade your lawn back in, give it a little time to work its way back in again over three or four mowings and gradually it'll look a lot, a lot better over the course of the season. Then there are two other things that I really try and make sure that I get done in the garden before everything starts growing. And the first one is to basically go around the garden and think, right, where are things that are going to trip me up, whack me in the face, catch me in the head, or are overhanging that are awkward? Because those plants that are doing that right now are only going to do that more when they start growing. So I need to make sure that I keep my access to the garden as trouble-free as possible. I don't want to walk down my garden path and get whacked by a tree branch. So take it away. Obviously, being that it is your own particular plant and doesn't belong to a neighbour and is not under any form of tree preservation order, she adds in this cover my backside caveat that we all have to do these days. But you know what I mean. Just go and make sure that before everything really starts growing, it's not going to take over where you need to be. And the second thing that I actually do is I take some pictures. I just take some pictures from the same part of the garden and I'll take some pictures in the spring and I'll take pictures of the same plot in the summer and the autumn because I just find that when I'm thinking about what worked and what didn't and did I did that part of the garden look nice or not? If I've got a visual reference of how it looked just over the seasons, it's easy to see what works and what doesn't. And generally then I use those to sit there and go, right, that just gets too big in the summer. I mean, I cut it down every spring and it's still too big every summer. So actually I'm going to move that plant from where it is to somewhere better. Because all of those things will just help my garden have less unnecessary maintenance than it than it needs to you know my garden it gardens are hard work and I've only got a limited time to do my garden as you have to do your gardens so the key factor in any garden is to not grow things and not have things in places where they cause you work as opposed to not cause you work so there we are those those are essentially the four things that I will look at doing in my garden right now is Get on top of those little weed seedlings. I go out with a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning and start pulling them up. It will save you bucket loads of time later in the year. Give your lawn a little bit of love, but don't chop it too fast too soon. Just take a little bit off at a time. Make sure anything that's going to get in your way now, if it's or it's overgrown now, is cut away and cut back so that when it does grow, it's not going to cause you a problem. And just take some pictures, have a visual reference. 
so that you can see how your garden changes over the course of the year. If you've got any questions or if you've got any queries about your garden or, or things you'd like to know about garden design, I'm more than happy to answer any emails. You can drop me a line, rachel at plantplots.com, or you'll find that there's lots of advice that we have on our website, plantplots.com, along with some ideas for garden designs that you can buy. So we, we have our own design service that you, you can choose as well. But do send us some pictures of your garden. We love to see them. Um, again, just email them to me or you can post them to our Facebook page. And thanks very much for listening to this podcast. And if you like it, please subscribe. Um, we do put them out We do when I get around to doing them. But share it with your friends. Tell them about Plant Plots. Say we're a really nice company. Say we're really nice people and you like listening to us. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.